Welcome to the To Our Gathered Catholic Podcast with Father Rob Kroll and me, Jim Fellows. Father Rob, how you doing? Hey, Jim. I'm doing about as well as I was a little while ago before I hung up on you. So, um, yeah, things are good. Things are good. We're we're starting a whole week off at the seminary. The uh, seminarians have scattered for their midweek break and I'm actually beginning a retreat with some uh, Milwaukee priests this afternoon on Monday, and that'll wrap up uh, Thursday with lunch. And then next weekend, I'll be down at Conception Abbey and Seminary in Missouri because a bunch of our seminarians are going to compete in a uh, basketball and volleyball tournament down there. And I just wanted to get away from uh, Milwaukee, so I'm going down just to chaperone them. And uh, anyway, Why so would it's, you ever want to get away from Milwaukee? Well, it is a wonderful town, and it is my hometown, so I, I I love it dearly. But once in a while, it's good to just take a break. You know, take a little break. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. All right. Well, that sounds you know good. I, I'm gonna guess well, we we've this is our second attempt at our podcast, folks, and I'm gonna <laughs> guess that the Holy Spirit decided that our playful banter before was really stupid. So. Probably. Yeah. So, and I will always defer to the Holy Spirit. So, Amen. Happy, Amen. Happy to move on and start over again. Okay. All right. So, and, yeah. And, and you, well, in the last attempt, you said there wasn't a whole lot to report on your end, and I, I, I suppose that's probably still the case. But nonetheless, I don't want to. Well, you know, I didn't move on without acknowledging that you too have a life, and you can maybe well, share some. Yeah. No, I mean my. Uh, I mean, I guess I can share with our listeners. My mom uh, yeah. fell and broke three ribs this weekend, so we were, yeah, spending a lot of time in the emergency room. And mm. at her age, and with right. everything, all, all their other health issues, it's, it's uh, kind of touch and go there a little bit. Yeah. So, so that was uh, that was uh, my weekend. My wife yeah. again, complete champ. Um, uh, lucked out on that one because mm. she was a huge help during this whole thing. She is wonderful. She is wonderful. Yep. So, um, well, maybe our listeners yeah. can offer a prayer too for your for your mom and your family. Maybe that'd be cool. That wouldn't mind that. That's that's cool. And mm-hmm. you know, but you know, the certainly the volleyball team because that's. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, that's what we were talking about—the fact that uh, it's a little unusual that in Wisconsin we have and boys volleyball. Men's volleyball. Yeah, boys yeah, which volleyball. is huge. Uh, I think yeah. it's awesome. When I was uh, when I was in high school, I was the um, I was declared the number one fan of our girls' volleyball team. I oh, every game, and I was oh. dating one of the volleyball players so that was you know, well that was probably motivation. part of the motivation then too. yeah i mean i enjoyed watching the games but my yeah. reason for being there was completely to suck up right so, right no like i was in nebraska for six years before coming to the seminary three years ago and and like our jesuit high school there creighton prep doesn't have oh there is no boys volleyball league or or uh in, in the state of nebraska so they were all kind of surprised too to find out that it's actually a big deal at Marquette High School in Milwaukee. Right. And uh, anyway, so we've, yeah, we've got a lot of good good players here. Uh, so I don't know how we'll do, but I forget how many teams are coming to this tournament next weekend, but there's at least a handful. So, yeah. Well, all right. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's get into it. We got, okay. uh, we've uh, finished our 
33 days to morning glory. Mm-hmm. Done our consecration to the Blessed Mother. Right. And and to Jesus, thereby through the Blessed Mother. Correct? Exactly. That the, okay. That, that's important. Right. That correct. Yep. 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 So, and uh, we've shared a little bit during the podcast about our feelings during the 33 days. Don't know if any of our listeners also hmm. participated in this, but hoping we haven't heard from anybody. So, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. But there are more than 2 million copies in print, it says on the cover. So of those 2 million, maybe a few have found their way into the hands of some of our <laughs> listeners. So that's, that's true. That's a good point. Let's see what we'll see if anybody, we'll see if they throw a comment down and, uh, and, and let us know if you too participate in this. Mm-hmm. So what'd you think? Well, you know, it's interesting that I did this same Father Michael Gately uh, consecration a few years ago, and uh, I appreciated it then. But I think this second time around, it spoke to me more. And um, yeah, I just think that I I was uh, kind of surprised, actually, that in going through it, a number of um, different themes kind of jumped out and my eyes were open to some kind of deeper realities about our blessed mother and about what it means to be consecrated to her. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And, you know, we finished on um, October 7th and we chose that date because it's the feast of the Holy Rosary. And um, since that day, I've been repeating daily this morning glory consecration prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Gately, you know, says that that there's a number of different prayers you can use. Uh, there's the de Montfort prayer. Actually, the book kind of weaves together the Marian insights from four different saints. So Louis de Montfort, who's kind of the the grandfather of this Marian consecration movement, and then uh, St. Maximilian Kolbe, uh, St. Mother Teresa, Teresa of Calcutta, and then uh, St. Pope, St. John Paul II. And each of them have their own kind of consecratory prayer. And you could also, he said, make up your own and you put it in your own words. But I just find his prayer very uh, well written. And so I've been, you know, just repeating that daily, usually after mass. And uh, yeah, I feel like, um, I really do feel like my relationship with the Blessed Mother is stronger and more personal. Um, I didn't grow up with a strong devotion to Mary. Uh, I was raised in the kind of the seventies and eighties when Marian devotion was kind of waning. I think after the second Vatican council, there was a lot of questioning about whether we put too much emphasis on, on Mary and her role. And, and then in the Jesuits too, I would say that wasn't a part of our, we weren't really encouraged to, you know, pray the rosary and to have a strong Marian devotion. So it's something that I've had to kind of learn um, over the years and um, inspired partly by other people's uh, strong devotion. And so anyway, I think the retreat for me uh, just kind of gave me a deeper sense that Mary does really love me as a mother and that she wants nothing more than to kind of bring me closer to Jesus. And so I know that one of the critiques that we Catholics face from non-Catholic Christians is that we kind of worship Mary or she's like a fourth person of the Trinity. And and so I think, you know, we have to be real clear about her role, which is very important. And, and she is greatly honored in our church, but but she certainly is not 
God and she's not on the same level of God and she wouldn't want that. She just wants us to fall more deeply in love with Jesus and do his will. So um, anyway, yeah, so I feel like my, my relationship is deeper, more personal. I, I find myself like calling upon her more frequently um, before I do different things, uh, whether it's, you know, meet with a seminarian or just I'm doing some, um, you know, some work. I try to offer that and, and, uh, and call upon her more often and, tr- and trust things to her and trust right. practitioners and people. So anyway, how about, how about yourself? How, how would you say it, it's been for you? It's good. <laughs> well, I could expand okay. on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, maybe slightly. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was just I was just pondering everything that you shared, which I thought was very constructive. Um, I, no, I uh, a couple things that I noticed. Um, it, it's uh, in comparison to uh, the consecration to Saint Joseph that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it broken down to. Um, the four saints yeah and and their perspective on it and where how they came to the consecration of saint mary and uh, the blessed mother Mm -hmm. and it was uh it was really fascinating and it was you know it was every week different saint Mm -hmm. um and and it was really laid out well yeah um and 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 provided a lot of insight to the whole thing right um, I thought it was, yeah, I thought that was, and, and, you know, the, the consecration to St. Joseph was a wonderful experience. The book got a little tedious at times and, and just took off and you, you'd just be like, I would be like, where are we going with this? Uh-huh. And then, you know, but then the next day it would be like, you know, a little bit more in tune with what I was thinking it was going to be. And that's just my own personal biases, I guess, towards how I like to see things. Right. right. <laughs> but this was, this was really, I know that uh, you were thinking that uh, um, I, I got the sense from you that you felt like this was a, a little sing-songy or a little simplistic. Um, well, I thought sometimes the language that he used was a little bit uh, sugary or, or sure. uh, you know, he'd, he'd throw in like, okay. And, you know, just, yeah, it, it was a little bit too colloquial sometimes for me. Sure. Like he was trying too hard to make it uh, relevant. But but I thought the content was excellent. And like yeah. you said, it was nice having these different perspectives. And and these saints kind of span different eras. So, you know, de Montfort goes back to like the end of the um, 17th, beginning of the 18th century. And then Colby is kind of around the time of, you know, the early 20th century. And then Mother Teresa and John Paul II, of course, are more modern. Sure. So it was kind of neat to see, yeah, kind of this uh, this span of time in these saints, I thought. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, before reading this book, there wasn't that much I knew about, uh, um, is it pronounced St. Louis or St. Louis to Montfort? I, I mean, in French, it would be Louis, but we usually say uh, just Louis. Yeah. Or no, I guess actually, as I think about it, I think most people say Louis de Montfort. Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew a little bit more about uh, St. Maximilian uh, Colby. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I was fairly familiar with Mother Teresa and growing up with uh, right. uh, Pope John Paul II as my right. pope for a vast majority of my life. You know, it was, uh, that was, uh, you know, that was someone who mm-hmm. I was I was more familiar with right. you know, me personally but I you know I felt a 
yeah. big connection with him. Um, yeah. So that was interesting. That, mm-hmm. was, that was a really interesting thing. And then the whole um, approach of this is what it means to be consecrated to the Blessed Mother. Um, it uh, There was aspects of it that kind of... Um, well, I don't know. It, it was uh, a, a little bit uh, daunting at yeah. first. And why, the, was, why was that? Well, the, I mean, the uh, when when uh, when the author was talking about Saint Louis de Montfort, and he was like, he was saying, "Well, if you do this correctly, um, you're just going to give everything to Mary, and right. you'll figure it out, and none of your intentions, right, right, matter." <laughs> Like whatever, whoever you're well, praying for, you're not really praying yeah. for them because you're just gonna. If you're doing this correctly, right. Mary's gonna take your prayers and she's gonna put them to the best use possible, and and take your merits. You know, all of right. your graces that you, yeah, right. And even in this consecration prayer that I'm looking at now, it says, "I entrust myself, Mary, totally to you, my body and soul, my goods, my uh, both interior and exterior, and even the value of all my good actions." Yeah. So you're right. It, 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 I agree with you. I, that struck me too. I was like, gee, do I really want to give it all over? You know, I mean, let me hang on to something. But, but of course, the whole point is that by giving it all to Mary, she knows best how to expand right. it, you know, and distribute it and all that. So you're not really losing out. But it, but you're right. It is kind of daunting at, at first blush. It's, a, it's right. a little, uh, It's yeah. It's it's a little scary, and and you know, and it's like, and and just realize you're going to be standing before God, and you're going to just you know. Uh, pull your pockets out and be like, yeah, sorry, got right. nothing. Right. <laughs> I know. When you say pockets, you're assuming we're clothed. We might be completely naked because we've given even the, the shirt off our back to Mary. You know, so just, know. Uh, um, well, <laughs> let's not, let's then, not, let's not imagine. Yeah. That. I don't no. really, you're taking us in a direction <laughs> okay. that we really shouldn't no, go. I, no, let's put a stop. I to think it right it's now. a little bit safer for us to assume we have pockets <laughs> than to be completely okay. butt naked in front of God. So here's well, that. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that imagery. Um, but it's, I mean, you know, it's like we we go through our lives like we want to, you know, and it's, it's my whole belief is that people um, try to be uh, good um, for one of two reasons or both, but mostly one of two reasons. So they're, they either want, are doing it because um, they're they're in love with Christ and they want to um, build a relationship with God, or um, they're just terrified of going to hell. Yeah, like yeah. I think those are the basic two camps. I don't think anybody else really falls into any other camp. And and I'll be perfectly honest. I've gone back and forth uh, the spectrum mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in my lifetime. Sure. So, and I have absolutely no idea what point I'm trying to bring to this whole conversation. <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter because I'm going to pick up on it and just say that okay. uh, at the beginning of the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius, he has the retreat and actually um, contempl- he has a contemplation on hell, which gets very graphic where he uh, has the person, you know, see the flames and feel the heat and smell the sulfur and hear the screams. And it sounds, it's kind of like, well, being October, you know, we got all these horror movies on AMC now and everything. And sure. it, it's, uh, it is kind of a horrific thought. And, and, but Ignatius would say, that's not the highest reason, obviously, you know, to be a Catholic or a Christian. I mean, it is all about the love of God, but 
for it a person is that's horrific. It, it is a little bit horrific. You're not wrong. No, and and for a person that really is on a bad path, is moving you know headlong in that direction. It, it's really important to kind of maybe take stock of the fact that upon death we have one of two places we're going to spend eternity. You know, right. So anyway. You know, one thing too that uh, comes to mind about this consecration is um, when, when in the section on on Maximilian Kolbe, um, Father Gately highlights that for Kolbe, what's most important in our relationship with Mary and in this whole consecration reality is not so much feelings and emotions, but the will. And that was consoling to me because, like, well, while I I would say that during this month and 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 as I'm consecrating myself to Mary. I, I do find in my own heart kind of a a little bit more of a of an affective uh, relationship with her and a little bit more of a warmth in general. Um, you know, it's not like now I'm like feeling, you know, head over heels in love with Mary and all this like gushing, you know, emotion. No, but but he says, you know, the emotion, I mean, you can't can really control that anyway. But what's most important is that you're uniting your will with that of the Blessed Mother and, of course, right. with Jesus. And so anyway, I think that's really important for me because I don't, yeah, sometimes I wonder, gee, I, I spent 33 days on this consecration and now I'm saying this prayer and, like, I don't necessarily feel all this consolation, but that's not the point, you know, so. Right. Oh, that's that's a, that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing that I was struggling with was, like, okay, well, there's all these things that I'm praying for. There's people that I'm praying for, and I'm praying that uh, uh, the work that I'm doing with Partners for Hope is going to be successful, and right? All these things, and then all of a sudden, you're like, you know, you're getting into the book, and it's like, no, that really matters. Um, and, <laughs> and I was struggling with the whole like, so maybe I shouldn't be having these intentions, mm-hmm. but then that felt weird because like I have friends who ask for my prayers, and it's sure. like, well, it's like, sorry, I can't. That's uh, you know. But but I think and I've I've kind of come to the re- resolution of um, that you can do both at the same time with regards to there are people that I I I care about and I want to pray for and I mm-hmm. will um, spiritually bring them to adoration with me right um, and the, and then there are things that I am hoping to get accomplished in my life mm-hmm. but. And it's okay to have those those wants and those desires and those those caring concerns, um, but then you're just ultimately saying, uh, "Blessed Mother, just you know, this is all up to you, and and right. I'm fine with whatever decision you make on this whole thing," which right. is a, which is a, 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 um, an act of trust mm-hmm. to say the least. Yep. Um, and like getting back to my original point about the whole, you're either doing it to avoid hell or you're doing this because you love God. Like, there's no question about this within the consecration. You're just doing this, um, to deepen your relationship with the blessed mother and in turn through the blessed mother with Christ. Right. Right. It's not about, uh, it's not about other alternatives. It's right. just, it's all about trust it's mm-hmm. all about uh, building a relationship that that you know. I, I don't know if I've had like that strong of a relationship. I'm with you in the fact that growing up, nobody talked about that. No, it just wasn't emphasized. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a thing, and it was. It was almost considered archaic. Right. Oh yeah. You know, when and I had to teach myself the rosary at mm-hmm. like 23 or 24, mm-hmm. and uh, well, you know it's not hard. One hard. <laughs> 
wasn't a hard thing to learn. <laughs> right. Yeah, you you had already you had already learned the Our Father and Hail Mary prayers. Right. I think. Yeah. Right. Was, when you were you know, twenty. The yeah. Hail Holy Queen took a while to memorize. <laughs> yeah, right, That's right. Fine. Right, right. But uh it just it was uh it 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 was definitely nobody was like being pushed in that direction when we were growing up. No. And in college, you know, I got my degree in theology and there wasn't any um, Marian focus whatsoever in my theology right. courses. Right. Which, you know, I went to, as it turns out, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but um, a lot of my professors were extremely liberal when it came to theology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that was the case in the eighties. That's uh, that was the, that was a big yep. trend. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think after the council, we were, you know, again, trying to reach out to, um, our Protestant brothers and sisters, and so Mary was was one of those sort of um, you know disputed uh, right. points, and so maybe it was downplayed partly not to you know stir up those waters. But yeah, it's unfortunate that for those of us of our generation, I think um, yeah, we just kind of got shortchanged on on that Marian devotion, and so I'm really grateful too that you know I've been able to do this consecration and. Um, Couple couple things that also you know just uh, other things that maybe struck me during the month. One is um, this whole reality of the immaculate heart of Mary, and that you know we've got the sacred heart of Jesus, and we have the immaculate heart of Mary. So we have these two hearts, and 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 one of the things that Father Gately kind of emphasized was that on the one hand we want to welcome their hearts into our own, and so there's a way in which we take Mary. Like when we, when, when Jesus from the cross, you know, says to John, behold your mother. And then, you know, uh, he takes her into his home. Well, we take Mary into our heart and we take Jesus into our hearts. So they live in our hearts, but then there's also a way in which we kind of place our hearts in theirs and we kind of find a refuge and a shelter in the heart of Mary and in right. the sacred heart of Christ. So that whole reality of the, of kind of the heart and how we both, um, you know, welcome them into ours and, and then give ours over to them and live in their hearts. It's kind of a neat, like you can spend a lot of time meditating on that and kind of, it's a very rich Im- image. And, um, and then the other thing that, that I didn't really ponder that much before this consecration was the fact that um, throughout it, uh, Mary is referred to as the spouse of the Holy spirit. And right you know, that really the Holy Spirit is the original uncreated immaculate conception because it's the Holy Spirit is kind of born, as it were, out of the love of the Father and the Son. And so the Blessed Virgin Mary is is the created uh, immaculate conception. But the Holy Spirit, you know, appears to her and, and invites her to be the mother of God at the Annunciation. And then at Pentecost, the birth of the Holy, the, the birth of the church and the Holy Spirit, you know, Mary is there with the with the other disciples at right. that event. And so this whole idea that Mary is the spouse of the Holy Spirit was kind of a, that was kind of a newer um, revelation to me. Or that yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of blew right by that because I just couldn't wrap my head around yeah. the Holy Spirit being the un, uncreated immaculate conception. It's like, yeah, yeah. there's so many pieces of that, that just don't, I, I can't wrap my head around that. So mm-hmm. I kind of, glossed mm-hmm. over that point yeah. the the one piece that uh, st- struck me as interesting and i can't remember uh which saint that this was brought up in connection with it might have been uh colby 
Mm -hmm. Um, but that when Jesus is on the cross and he says, he says to, um, you know, to his, his disciple, John, um, behold your mother and to, to Mary and behold your son. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the, the Gailey's talking about how, um, John is representing all of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that never crossed my mind before. Mm, Okay. Yeah. It, was, it was like, wow, really? Yeah. It's my whole take, and and probably a lot of people's take was, um, it, this is the guy that's going to make sure that you're, you know, you got a roof over your heads and you're fed, and um, right. he's going to yeah. take care of you. Which mm. I thought, you know, that's that's, that's as far great. as it goes. Yeah. Well, it's an honorable thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah, know, sure. to 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 give that, um, to trust John with that responsibility is is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And 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 a, an incredibly stressful time for him to actually do that, but um, that there was deeper meaning to it had never crossed my Ooh. mind before. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. that was uh, I still you know I'm still struggling with uh, connecting all that because I'm yep. so locked into um, the act that Jesus was doing, and which I always assumed was to take care of his mother. Right, right. So yeah, I don't yeah, know, man. That's cool. it was, uh, it's it's really interesting stuff to ponder. Well, and you and I both have at this point elderly mothers, and uh, yeah. you know we see that they're kind of um, you know they're they're getting older, and 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 so we're very grateful, of course, for their role in our lives. But it is comforting to know too that we have this other mother, you know, our blessed mother, who is well, who loves our earthly mothers, but um, who also can uh, really be a tender mother to us. And, and uh, yeah, so that I think, you know, we should all strive to kind of deepen that awareness that we're, you know, we're not alone, uh, but we have this great um, intercessor in, in, in Mary. Right. Well, uh, and on, on the flip side of that, I mean, I know a lot of people who have not had a good relationship with their mother or didn't right. have a relationship with their mother at all. Um, I've had friends who didn't know their father at all. Yep. And, and um, the consecration to St. Joseph was a, a, a really big deal uh, from that aspect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and I think that people who, you know, if, if you're, if you've struggled with your relationship with your mother, here's a, here's an absolute opportunity to, um, delve into something that's going to be a, uh, an unconditional, mm-hmm. um, you know, exchange at that mm-hmm. point. You're yep. going to, you're going to know. And, and, and it's, so, yeah, I think that, uh, it's, it's, it was a, it felt like a very, um, personal, um, process. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was, and, and I'm not sure, um, if I'm ever going to see like, what the benefits are. Like, I don't know if I'm going to see like blessings in my life because Uh of this, or I'm going to be able to recognize them because I'm kind of stupid that way. (laughs) Um, But there were things that happened in my life um, with uh, my, our devotion to St. Joseph. And it's like, ah, this is, uh, this is my spiritual father looking out after me. Uh And Uh and I don't know if I'm going to necessarily see that, with uh with our mother um and maybe i will i don't know but i guess the point is that i shouldn't really care yeah well we're gonna see it we'll see it in heaven if if nothing else we'll see it in heaven right that's if we're doing it right then we're gonna see it in heaven and 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 that 
you know, not worry about that so much uh, here on earth. And it's not like right. I did the St. Joseph thing to, you know, uh, benefit from uh, yeah. get, get some perks. You know, it's right, not like right. flyer miles or anything. Or, <laughs> right, or, or reward points. From your yeah. mm-hmm. Right, it's right. just... Uh, so I don't know. It just, uh, it, it's, I'm glad I did it. I think that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like you're talking about, like it, it made, this might uh, be a lot longer to unpack and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and get figured out. Which yeah, I'm I think it's with. right. No, that's a good point. It's not like after the 33 days, it's all, you just kind of wrap it up and put it on the shelf and that's it. I mean, now it's a matter of kind of deepening what has taken place and, you know, like you said, unpacking it or, uh, just allowing the tr- the truths, which are you know, we can't really wrap our minds easily around these deep mysteries. But over time, we can kind of see them unfold. And I want to go back to that point though too about our our earthly mom and dad, because I know having worked with a lot of people on retreats that I preach, they'll they'll often come in and talk about difficult uh, and wounding relationships with with either you know, their earthly dad or their earthly mom or both. And, and I think, you know, sometimes say people say, well, I, I can't really relate to God as my father or Mary as my mother, because I've had these, you know, bad experiences on earth with my, with my family of origin. But I like to turn that around and say, well, it, it's in developing a, a deeper fatherly relationship with God, the father, and also with, you know, mother Mary, uh, deepening that relationship that then we can find kind of more healing in our relationships with our earthly parents, even, even if they're deceased and we can no longer, you know, um, tell them that we forgive them or that we, you know, want to have a better relationship with them to the extent that they're being healed and purified and being made ready for heaven. You know, we can pray for them and we, and we can also count on their prayers for us. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I just think that that's an important point. Like rather than just giving up on ever having a close relationship with our heavenly father or Mary as our mother, we can actually start there. And then from there we can, we can like find peace with our earthly parents. You know, right. So, yeah. the, the, the only other point that I have and, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, and maybe you have uh, several more salient points to make because, you know, <laughs> not really you smart that way. <laughs> um, and, but, and this isn't, this isn't uh, a shot to our uh, Protestant brethren at all. This isn't like an insult to them, but I genuinely going through this process, I genuinely, and also, you know, uh, doing the consecration to St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for um, Protestant friends who are, you know, uh, told that this is, this isn't important. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in no way, shape or form am I saying that, uh, you know, Protestants are going to get to heaven because I totally believe that they will. And mm-hmm. they're leaving, you know, they're living their faith and living good lives. But this is such an aspect of help and aid right. to us. It's not like right. St. Mary uh, or the, the, we never call her St. Mary. That's weird. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, but it's, you know, it's like you go to St. Mary major at, uh, right. That's, that's her. That's her right. Church. It, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's not, I don't know if the blessed mother actually needs us all to be in relationship with her or if she's fine without it. Um, but it's absolutely a benefit to us. Sure. Sure. Right. Oh, I agree. No, I think, and I think she wants to have 
you know, a motherly relationship with every yes. Christian. So I think she does too. Um, yeah, no, the way I think about it is uh, whether it's the Marian piece or the Eucharist and the sacraments or the papacy, you know, that as Catholics, we talk about having kind of a fullness of truth. And um, so it's not a, it's not dissing other Christians, but just saying, yeah, you know, we feel like we've got certain, um, I don't know, just certain faith stances or certain realities in our life that we explicitly recognize and that we see as real helps to our holiness. And, and so, yeah, we can feel maybe a little bit uh, sad that other Christians don't share that same view and that they're somehow, you know, they're, they're obviously Christian and they have a lot of the same uh, Christian beliefs that we do and love for Jesus and the scriptures and all that, right. but, but that we have sort of this, uh, yeah, this fullness that we want to share. Um, it's not a prideful thing. It's just saying, this is for everybody. Why don't you take a look at it and, uh, and, and reconsider it. I think sometimes, you know, especially in certain denominations, there's been such a, a long-standing kind of anti-Catholic rant about some of our beliefs that it may be hard for somebody raised in that tradition to be open to it. You know, they just kind of automatically think we're, we're, uh, we're way off base, you know? So anyway. Well, and all the things mm. that, uh, that, that we hold as a part of our faith that uh, Protestants don't, um, are of direct benefit to us. Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason that we have them. Sure. I mean, reconciliation, right. You know, going, going and sharing our sins with a priest. That's, 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 uh, that's a crazy prospect to uh my my friends who were are not catholic they're just mm -hmm. like why in the world would you even think about doing mm -hmm. that right. but that's they, they but they miss out on the benefits and a lot of catholics <laughs> yeah right right miss right. out on the benefits that of what that does for us yeah. having a relationship with the blessed mother having a relationship with all the saints is a direct benefit it aids us more mm -hmm. than it does anything for them. Right. Um, so I don't know, man. It's uh it's 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 an interesting it was an interesting process. It was mm -hmm. an interesting growth period. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad that we did both the uh, Saint Joseph and the uh Mary consecration. I think that, you know, that we're there are two powerful uh you know, people that want want us in their lives and want to be a part of our lives. So especially, you know, we're still in this year, St. Joseph, that'll end on December 8th. And uh, so we want to encourage our listeners to, right. to take a look at both of those consecrations. Um, yeah. Very and good. in both books, they're like, once you get done with the consecration, it's like you are, um, you are asking to be a part of the Holy family. And that's mm -hmm. a little intimidating. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. That's true. You know, and, and, um, yep. The Holy family wants us to be, uh, we, and we are really in our baptism. We're kind of made part of that, uh, that family. We're brothers and sisters to Jesus because we have the same father and we're right. sons and daughters of that father. So yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool truth to realize too, that, you know, Mary and Joseph have this love for us like they did for Jesus, and they can have the same role of kind of shaping us and influencing us the way they did uh, in the life of Jesus. So, um, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, but, but now I'm just like imagining them being like, why can't you be more like your brother? <laughs> right, right. I know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> your brother would never say that or do that. Though. 
I know. It, it must have been hard for Joseph on that score, too. It's like, you know, you got the Immaculate Virgin and you have the Son of God and then you're just good old Joseph, yeah. you know? My, yeah, my respect for <laughs> Joseph uh, just went through the roof in the past right. year. It's like, holy cow. I know. Uh, anyway. All right. We, do we, uh, we I, put a nice little bow on this? I think so. I think we should. All right. Well, um, we are, um, how do we put it? So, um, this is, uh, this is about a year that we've been doing this. About a year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus yeah. from the tour gathered Catholic podcast because, uh, it feels like the right time to take a little break and, um, see where the Holy Spirit's calling us now that we've got consecrated to both Joseph and Mary. Yep. Um, it's uh, it just seems like a really good time to uh, take a break, folks. We appreciate the fact that you've been listening to us and sticking with us, even though our podcast has sometimes gotten ridiculously long. Um, <laughs> well, and, and and it's been great working with you, Jim. I mean, we have a friendship that goes back a long ways, and and uh, so perhaps we can pick up with the podcast uh, again. But uh, I've certainly enjoyed our bantering and. In our serious discussion too, and we've in, we've actually engaged in some of that too, haven't we? So, um, yeah, on occasion, so, yeah, on occasion, and uh, no, and you're you're kind of the uh, instigator, the the mastermind of this podcast, and you do all the work of uh, editing it and getting it together. So I'm very grateful for that, and hopefully, those of us that have been uh, our faithful uh, our faithful followers have have enjoyed it, and um, feel free to. Uh, you know, share the podcast with others. And um, like you said, we'll hopefully, uh, we'll take we'll a break. We'll see what happens. Maybe we can pick it up in the future, yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, you want to uh, close us out with prayer? Sure, let's do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So, Blessed Mother, we thank you for your motherly role in our lives and in the world, in our church. We ask that you will intercede for us and help us to follow Jesus more closely. Please wrap your mantle around us so that we're shielded from the lies and deceptions of our spiritual enemy. We also call upon you today, St. Joseph, during this year dedicated to you especially, that your prayers uh, would help us to know and love Jesus more deeply. And so may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon our listeners and remain with them forever amen amen all right father it's all right jim yes indeed thank you very much god bless you and i'll keep your mom in my prayers thank you man appreciate it your volleyball team all right thank you (laughs) bye-bye thanks for listening folks